Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to this episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The podcast where we talk about stuff and drink good shit. Yes. Or we talk about good shit and drink bad stuff. It depends however you go about this. Uh, I see, I see. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not knocking what we haven't done yet. I'm just saying you can interchange it either way if you have like a... Really hot, nasty IPA. Uh, yeah. Although I or, will say, like, there is nothing better sometimes than like kind of like you know when you're at a baseball game and you just you have a warm beer, but that's all you got. Yeah, <laughs> you're kind of like this is the best thing on the planet. Um, it's the weirdest it phenomenon, but the worst beer I've probably ever had. Was we went, me and a buddy of mine in college went to a Broncos game mm-hmm. and we were sitting in the West Stands. It just snowed, it was negative 10 in the shade. Did it like freeze? Our beers froze. You're putting <laughs> holes in your beer with your glove and you're basically, I'm getting something here, but it's not carbonated. And I'm not sure it's alcoholic anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it lost. happens. Uh, probably. It knowing, was a cutler error. Knowing our Broncos. It was 2008. Oh, geez, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it was not a, uh, a fun game to be at, eh, that cold. It's all good. <laughs> all right, folks, well, now that we've di- diverged and divested and yeah. and went on our tangent early, I'm Matt. I'm Adam. And this week, we are going to have some fun. But before we have some fun, we got to tell you where to find, follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff, at Geek Drink Pod, that's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord, X, um... Candyland, oh, not Candyland, sorry, we're not at Candyland. We're at Pacific Playland. I thought it was going to be nut up or shut up. <laughs> nut up or <laughs> shut up com. dot com. Uh, you got to make sure you get uh, noattachments.net. Mm-hmm. Um, double tap my ass dot org. Do cardio. <laughs> <laughs> Before, yeah, do cardio. That's the number one rule. Um, and also, clean socks. Yes. Clean socks. Clean socks. All right, folks. Well, now that we've told you all that stuff, it's time to talk about our drink of the week. Time to grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. Mr. Adam, what do we got this week? A gift from Mexico. Um, I've made some micheladas, some real micheladas. <laughs> All right, well, why don't you tell the people? So, um, yeah, let me break it down for you. So, I guess the American version of a michelada is normally like, oh, a beer with like tomato juice or clamato or something like that. Um, and that was like the first micheladas I've ever had. But you go to Mexico and you order a michelada, it's different. It's um, Worcestershire sauce. Oh, he said it right this time! Well, I always make the joke of the the washer sister sister sauce because it's funny. But uh, Worcestershire sauce, soy sauce, hot sauce, um, beer, obviously, lime juice, and then you either salt the rim with salt or... You can do what we're doing right now. 
Tahin. Original Tahin. Yeah. Actually, so what I really like with Tahin is... Uh, What's not good with Tahin? <laughs> curly fries. Curly fries. Make them in the oven. Put them in a bowl. Toss Tahin on them. Put them back in the oven for a few minutes. That would be delicious. Oh, because you get the salt. And then you get a little the, bit the of the spice, lime and, and the, the spice. spice. Yeah. Habanero Tahin, though. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, we've diverged, divested, and divulged again. Yes. But it's time to give this a shot. Cheers. Yep. Cheers, brother. Clinky clink. Oh, I lived off these. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It smells like I'm going to drink a box of Chinese rice, though. Kind of, but... Because it's soy sauce. Yeah. <laughs> but... Hey, like when you, you think know, about it, like, like you're super hungover in Mexico, this you, is like the one thing you're like, I need well, some salt. Whenever we go to Mexico or Costa Rica or any of those places, I live on pina coladas because they have the fresh pineapple juice mm. and the fresh coconuts. Oh, it's like sometimes those like sweet drinks though, they hit you like a ton of bricks. Like you're like, oh, there's too much sugar and I'm drunk already. Whereas like I could drink something. Like this all day. You know what this actually tastes like now that I think about it? Mm. It tastes and smells like my steak marinade sauce. Actually, probably wouldn't be a bad... No, I marinate my steaks in yeah. beer mm-hmm. to tenderize it, eat the inside yeah. of the meat no. and the fat. Um, Worcestershire sauce. Mm-hmm. A little bit of chipotle Tabasco. Mm-hmm. Garlic and Montreal steak mix. There you go. Sometimes A1. Mm. So, yeah, it's not like it smells... Like something I'm going to eat. And I was like, I know what it is. It's my steak marinade. There you go. Close enough, but probably wouldn't be no too bad to try. I wouldn't give it a shot. All right, folks. Well, now that we are lubricating our lubrication holes, I don't know. I was going to say, like, rifles, like, trying to keep on the same thing, but that just sounds dirty. Yeah, and then you did the hand gesture for rifle. and I, I just... Gesture towards you. I, I didn't. You went up and down. You didn't gesture at me first. <laughs> I was not doing an obscene gesture, folks, but. Um, what are the geeks going to talk about this week? Uh, we're talking about Zombieland. Yes. I didn't even say we're talking about the topic of the week yet. He just dove right in there. We're talking about the topic of the week Zombieland. All right, folks. Um, so, Zombieland, night, sorry, 2009. Yep. $23 million budget, brought in $102 million. Mm-hmm. So, from a, I guess, the box office standards, that's not a huge haul. But before World War Z came out, this was the highest grossing zombie film of all time. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. You'd almost think like something like Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead might have surpassed, or like Night of the Living Dead. I think they were so of a niche... Hmm. Movies then, you know, you didn't have... Well, I guess, um, yeah. Because this is the same time as uh, Walking Dead was starting to become real big again. Real big. The big zombie renaissance, if you will. You know, and then you start getting World War Z. Uh, You've got the... uh, The Last of Us was coming out in a couple years as a video game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely that zombie renaissance. And then you started having the zombie mode in Call of Duty and... Dead Rising. Dead Rising, yep. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I... Very interesting. Um, I will say, like, Matt, so was what was your kind of first introduction to the zombie genre? Because um, I know this was kind of like 
zombie renaissance. Yeah, my first real zombie movie, if I recall, um, wasn't even a zombie movie. It was an RPG game we played in high school mm. called All Flesh Must Be Eaten. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, this is before you came before you came to high school with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of the RPGs we played along with D and D, and it was a zombie RP, RPG game. Mm. Um, oh, like a tabletop. tabletop RPG. Yeah. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yes, sorry, tabletop like, RPG. I game. don't remember this video game. Uh, yeah, John <laughs> Bryan. Mm. Uh, bunch of yeah, it was a it was a good time. We, had a lot we of don't need on. to name drop <laughs> tons of people. Um, <laughs> None of who will probably listen to this. Yeah, probably. Um, but I really think the first one I watched was the Zack Snyder, uh, the remake, remake of yeah. Dawn of the Dead. That one was being really good. And, yeah, actually. it was a good one. It was uh, really good, and it was something I just really didn't know what it was about, and I just caught it one time on TV, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Huh, yeah, this is interesting." And I just watched it through, and I was like, "This is this is really good." And then Zombieland came out, and it's just hilarious. Um, yeah. It also, I want to say, is not only the zombie renaissance, I think this is also the beginning of the Woody Harrelson renaissance. Yeah, sure. He, I mean, he was a name, big name actor, but he kind of fallen off the radar for a little bit before this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, all of a sudden now he's Zombieland, Hunger Games, mm-hmm. uh, in, just so many different films. Yeah, and it's, this is kind of when you started seeing him pop up a lot more, and then, like, yeah, now he plays Carnage. Or did yeah. he get separated from Carnage? I mean, before I this, can't remember the movie. No Country for Old Men was a movie he did, and then he had like nine years between movies. Yeah, no, that makes sense because yeah. I know he did a lot for like when he was like I don't want to say a child actor, but like a teenager. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and Cheers, obviously, was his big yeah. thing. Cheers was huge for him. So Cheers um, was huge for everyone. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Um, so some big name actors in this, obviously Woody Harrelson. Uh, this is really Jesse Eisenberg's big role debut for American audiences or for audiences in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was pre-social network, and yeah, um, he was in The Village briefly, um, and then yeah, he did The Social Network the next year, yeah. where he was nominated for an Academy Award. Um, Emma Stone's been a big name at this point for a couple years. Yeah, because she did super bad. An Easy A, yeah. An Easy A, and so that was huge for her. And then uh, Abigail Breslin from one of my favorite movies of all Please time. Please say it, Little Miss Sunshine. Yes, <laughs> such that, a great movie. It's it's oh, a perfect film, I think. It is an amazing film, and I want to say my favorite part of that movie is uh, Alan Arkin. Her and Alan Arkin oh, yeah. were kind of, like, their interaction as, like, grandfather-granddaughter was so really great. Yep. I did like Steve Carell and um, Paul Dano's mm-hmm. interactions, but yeah, oh, yeah. I, w- I will say it was much more <coughs> magical to have Abigail Breslin and Alan Arkin. Um, and then you've got, of course, Bill Murray. Bill Murray makes uh, a cameo. Uh, the best fictionalized cameo of himself As himself. Ever. <laughs> ever. It, sorry, if you haven't seen the movie, like, that was, like, we all had no idea no, going no. into it, and it was hilarious. Um, so, interesting fact about this, before we dive into the rest of the film, mm-hmm. um, the cameo wasn't written for Bill Murray originally. Hmm. It was written for Patrick Swayze, mm. but he was too sick with cancer to make it to set to film it. That's sad. Yeah. So, Patrick Swayze was considered for the role. Uh, they also want, thought about doing Sylvester Stallone or Dwayne Johnson... Um, I'm glad Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
Jean Claude Van Damme. Vandamme. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it like that. You have to make it way over uh, uh, mispronunciation. And Mark Hamill is also considered for the role. Uh, that could have been interesting. Yeah. But I think this was like so pre like it's got the pre- big Star Wars stuff. Yeah. So it probably wouldn't have landed as well. I think it landed pretty well as like a Bill Murray thing, especially mm-hmm. like there were like multiple references to like Caddyshack. <laughs> well, and this is also kind of like a Bill Murray Renaissance after yeah. this film, too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he did Garfield before this, but... Uh, well, apparently he's a not a nice person. Yeah. Him and Chevy he, Chase, apparently, are, like, not nice people. And I'm like, really? Why? <laughs> um, you know who's not a nice person I've met and is a complete a-hole? Oh, really? Todd Helton. Todd, Todd Helton? Rockies. Oh, Okay. The Hall of Famer. Okay. Yeah, not a nice guy. Yeah. Um, and one last actress we have to name. Amber Heard. Yep, she she appears. Yep, briefly as the first zombie that Jesse Eisenberg's character kills. He, yes, it's the one he was pining after. We're kind of trying to sleep with. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is pre the whole Amber Heard drama, and we're not going to get into nope. That but she is of, not a main character of this film. Yeah. The uh, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin are the main characters. Yes. So um, we, we like, we're going to we're gonna stay on topic. Yes. <laughs> but, yes, Amber Heard was in this movie. We're not going to shit the bed of this one, guys. <laughs> shit in the bed. <laughs> Same thing. Shit the bed, shit in the bed. There's shit on a bed. I, I, like, do you wonder if that's actually true? I... I mean, they went to court about this whole thing, and that's where everything came out. So you got to be like, kind of like, eh, there might be some 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 defecation in some, the bed, yes. <laughs> some proof in the poo ding. <laughs> <laughs> I got you to laugh. I'm off the hook. She- <laughs> <laughs> holy sheets! Yeah, holy sheets. <laughs> she sheet the bed. Um, there we go. I think it was just all about her being upset about Zack Snyder getting fired from Justice League. <laughs> she she dropped the deuce. Hack Snyder. Um, so Amber Heard, we're not going to talk about any more about that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're moving on to back to Zombieland. Um, I want to ask you, just um, Matt, was this kind of like one of the first films where you noticed it's kind of I don't want to say how do I put it like kind of a movie that had like. A narrator. Kind of. It, it, very, it felt a lot... I mean, a lot of breaking the fourth wall in this one. Yes. Um, obviously, when you have those cutaway kind of... It's like... Kind of scenes... Rule number five. And <laughs> or, or... Zombie kill of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, things you kind of saw being built with, like, Family Guy did this. Um, mm-hmm. Ted does this later on. Yeah, um, Ted, and then I would say, did Deadpool it. Deadpool obviously does this a lot, too. Um, but these are all afterwards. Yeah. So yeah, this is one of those first films we have that kind of narrator um, yeah. aspect to it. And one of the things I think I really liked about this film was you grew attached to these characters, but you never knew their names. Correct. That everyone was referred to, except for the nun from the Zombie Kill of the Week, mm-hmm. was referred to by their place. Their city that... Yeah, or, or in Amber Heard's case, the room number 406. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so it's definitely that kind of, I think, fun way that you you become attached to these characters, and you don't have to know who they are like by name. You don't have to have a lot of backstory to fall in love with these characters. Except you do get some sad backstory from Woody Harrelson later on. True. But um, I will say, like, just... Let's say... Zombies happen. I liked just the, like... The chaotic humor of this, oh, yeah. of this film, where it was just like, oh, rolls are out the door, like we're just gonna well, do whatever like the hell we want. Film, unlike other zombie films and apocalyptic horrors, where you have alien invaders, whatever it may be, we don't need, and I, I don't think we're ever gonna get one, a prequel where we see the initial apocalypse starting or the initial mm-hmm. zombie. Well, I pandemic. think because it kind of like. I think almost that it didn't need it. No, it was, you didn't. It was just, a perfect little, like... You kind of get a, a hint of it when 406 is bitten and yeah. no one knows what's going on yet. But, you know, you instantly jump in and here is Columbus taking a deuce. Yeah. Not an Amber Heard's bed in the actual port bathroom. Oh, God. Are we going to keep going back to this? <laughs> Only time we talk about poop today. Mm. Um... <laughs> I'm sure you've talked about poop multiple times. You have a child that's potty training. True. But, you know, I I don't tell her about Amber Heard's uh, (laughs) fetishes of pooping in beds with her friends that are at Johnny Depp's place. Mm. I wonder if he had brown sheets. Anyway. uh, (laughs) What the? It's my Deadpool reference. Mm. Because you have to wear your brown pants. You gotta wear your brown pants. Um, Which apparently the trailer for that's supposed to be dropping during Super Bowl. Yeah, which is fine for me. It comes out in July. Mm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, trailers that have come out recently. Uh, we can discuss those here later. Um, yeah. <laughs> like the Avatar trailer. Oh, the Airbender uh-huh. one? Um, yeah. I've, I've actually heard some disturbing news coming from that. Yeah, and I'm a little it like. It looks really good, though. It looks good. Like, don't get me wrong. And you got to see your, um, yeah, your animal that you yeah. you like. Yes. But I just hear they're trying to take like they're trying to. First off, I guess they're trying to uh, take away like Sokka's like sexism. Um, oh, I which I I'm see, like I can understand that for more modern. Eh, but I'm like that's how he grows. True. He was a kind of a sexist guy, but he realizes that he's being humbled constantly. Because all the girls in his life kick his ass. Yes. One of them becomes the moon. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then uh, they're also saying like a lot of the whimsical stuff with Aang is gone. So I'm a, I will... We can reserve that for... Another what, episode after we watch the first season. <laughs> yeah. But I am just sort of like... Can, like Aang's... 12 years old. 112. I'll table table after this comment. I could see maybe it being live action having to table it a little bit more than you do with cartoons just because of the nature of the presentation you're getting. But we'll leave that for for a different time. Well, we've already talked to death about... We had our own... We had two episodes of Avatar. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So we've said things about um, Avatar. Yes. So... Uh, jumping back into the zombie apocalypse that is zombie land. Um, Adam, what was your thoughts on this being a 
comedy film on top of the zombie film. It was perfect. I, I mean, because I guess uh, thinking about um, films like zombie films or these sort of horror films coming out, you had like, what, 28 days later? Yep, 28 days and 28 weeks. Weeks, yeah. Apparently a sequel's... 28 years later, yeah, I think is what it's mm-hmm. going to be. Um, but apparently uh, Killian Murphy's coming back Yeah, he for wants it. to come back for it. Oh my, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I like, forgot he was in it until I read that article and I was like, that oh yeah! was like one of the first Killian Murphy films I saw. Yeah, he was so young compared to... I mean, oh was, yeah. yeah. But that movie was excellent. But you have like, yes, a zombie apocalypse is scary by nature. But the whole thing, like I was saying, it's kind of like you have these, like this narrator, and he's telling you all the rules. But then it's like it becomes this whimsical, like, yeah, <laughs> mishmash, and you just laugh and you have a great time. Oh, you do, I mean, especially. I mean, the rules are great. The circumstances they keep putting themselves in. Yeah, the fact that uh, you Woody know, Harrelson is like he wants a Twinkie. Yeah, and he's just the embodiment. Of chaos. Oh, yeah. And he's, like... He thrives, I think, mostly in this zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah. World. Like, yeah. if he were... If <coughs> he were working a nine-to-five, he would be fired. He would be the banker who shoots all his co-workers. Yes. It, it would... Everything would fall yeah. apart, but he... It's kind of... What, what do they say? It's like sometimes, like, people are born in the wrong time or born at the right time and it was just yeah. kind of like or his born character in the wrong part of society yeah. yeah his character was perfectly designed to just so be this chaotic let me force ask you this about him then do you think his character was always that chaotic or is this just a result of it's his freedom. trauma and the situation they're in now it's it's part of his trauma but it's like i think it's like like breaking out of the binds, okay, if you will. Like it was just a perfect, it like horrible circumstance, mind you, but it gave him freedom. It okay, gave him the ability to do what he wanted, be who he wanted to be. Yes, and like avoid that trauma, if you will, but it. Gave him, like, it gave him this, like, freedom to be this chaotic person. And, yeah, maybe it's, like, if you want to get into a psychological thing, like, maybe, yeah, he is running from his trauma. He's yeah. running from all this stuff. And that's why he is so chaotic and why he's all that. But, so, let me ask you another kind of follow-up question to Woody Harrelson's character. Um... Was he always as good at killing, or did something he just learned during the apocalypse? Uh, I think. Because it'd be be a funny story if he was, like, a washed-up army ranger or a former Navy SEAL who was just like, I like killing an Iraq. This is fun, too, you know? I think it's more, like, how do I say it? Um, there's not a lot of finesse no behind what he does okay um, no 
I mean, it's it's not very subtle. It's not oh, very no. like efficient, and I think especially when, when you looking... talk about like a, a Navy SEAL, Marine Force Recon, yeah. Army Ranger, those sort of things. It's like they are going to do what they got to do in the most yeah. efficient, quick way. And he, he like baits them so he can use a bat to the head with fights on it. Just like think of it like the rednecks. That are like stockpiling weapons. Oh yeah, I mean, look, and he, they go he out paints, to the forest and they're just shooting shit. He paints number three on the side of every vehicle on <laughs> Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, it's. I think it's just more like he just embraces the chaos. Oh yeah, and it's the the absurdity of the circumstance makes him like the killing machine he is. Yeah, that it's makes kinda, sense. Kind of like that's the best way to, way I can describe it because yeah, he's not. Subtle. He's not. He has no like efficiency, like efficiency or whatever. It's just more indulgent. So it's like maybe in real life he would be like a crazy serial killer like Dexter, but <laughs> I don't think he's even that precise. He's <laughs> just oh, yeah. he's kind of a moron, and just for some reason he's just really good at killing zombies. It just. The circumstances work out like, <laughs> all right. So we're in the we, right place at the wrong time, or the right place at the wrong time. I don't know. Before we dive into our zombie kill of the week and what we think is the best zombie kill in this film, oh jeez, um, I'm going to read you the rules that we have so far. Oh, go nuts! Um, and I want your reaction to some of these rules. So obviously, rule number one is cardio. Yes. Reason number one why I will be one of the first to go in this apocalypse. Uh, well, I think it also depends because uh, they were medium speed zombies. True. In in this film, so uh, for those of you um, out there, yeah, you got shamblers. You, you got, got your yeah. yeah. There's different classifications of different zombies. Um, Twenty eight days later was like the rage zombies, where they were like running and Same uh, with, uh, World War Z. Uh, I liked that movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah, really I good wanted, book too. I wanted to see the um, the director's cut, but do you know who wrote it? Uh, the, I can't think. Of, I know who did. I own the book. Ooh, um, you ready? Yeah, go for it. His name is Max Brooks. That's right. He's Mel Brooks' son. Mel Brooks's son. Right. I knew that. <laughs> he actually wrote a, a very good uh, novel before World War Z called. Uh, how to survive a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. and it's like an instructional manual. Yeah, it's like, also how there's another book called How to Get uh, How to Like Kill Your First Date or something like that. I can't remember. I, I, I know he's that, he too. also has another one. I think about like Bigfoot or Sasquatch, whatever you want to call him, um, or it. I don't know. I guess, Matt, do you believe in cryptozoology? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the zombie survival guide. Yep. I have that on my bookshelf. <laughs> I have that book, too. It's hilarious. Because it's, like, taken completely seriously. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, and you're like, yeah, I guess this has to be from the crazy mind of... Mel Brooks's family. Mel Brooks's yeah. family. <laughs> so, okay, so rule number two. Double tap. Yes. Obviously, great rule. Yep. Rule number three. Beware of bathrooms. Yeah, probably. You know, like you're kind of... It's the same thing. Like, we, we have our unofficial mascot over here, uh, Lolly. We'll have to get her, like, a hat or some merch. Yeah, good luck putting that on her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try it. 
But, like, they say, like, animals, for instance, are very, like, because when they're doing their business, yeah. they're, like, the most exposed. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that that applies to All us. Right. It's like we're most vulnerable when we're doing so our So let thing. me ask you this. Bathrooms, obviously, eh. Porta potty's better because you can lock yourself in. Yeah, but you have nowhere to go. True. Well, it's like, yeah. If the zombies are just going to be constantly surrounding you, trying to get at you, you can't escape. It's true. Uh, all right, rule number four. Great rule: seat belts. Um, seat belts always good idea to avoid car accidents. Uh huh. And when the zombies in the car with you, <clears> and you slam can... on the brakes. Yep. Bam. Rule number five, no attachments. Eh, we learned this rule is not so great towards the end of the movie. Eh, yeah, nut up or shut up, but, I mean... Rule number six, cast iron skillet. It's <laughs> a good rule. Yeah. Number good seven... for cooking and for... Hitting them in the hitting them. <laughs> Travel light. Yes. Yes. Rule number eight, get a kick-ass partner. Eh. Yeah. Number nine, with your bare hands. Ooh. See, that I'd have a problem with, because it's like, they say, like, I guess they don't really clarify, like, they just say, like, oh, yeah, you get bitten by a zombie, that's that. But if, like, I don't know. Bloodborne pathogen, if you break, if you're not, yeah. Like, have you ever punched anyone in the face? It's, you can kind of get your knuckles grazed. It's, so it's a good question to figure out later, is it a saliva-based or is it a bloodborne? Yes. So we, um, that that we will have to table. <laughs> number ten, don't swing low. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta go for the aim high. <laughs> number eleven, use your foot. Yeah. What? Well, might as well. No, oh, it's there. It's a uh, gives you a range. Yes. Like to your target. <laughs> Rule number, and you have shoes on, so True. more protection. Number twelve, bounty paper towels. Oh, yes. The quicker picker upper mm-hmm. bounty. Yeah. Especially the select size. Uh-huh. It's I like love it. perfect. <laughs> I know. I bought um, the, the wrong package, and it's like for like six rolls. I'm like, where is this half sheet? <laughs> oh, I'm using too much. Uh-huh. Number 13, Adam's least favorite roll, shake it off. Shake it off. Oh, you're making a Taylor Swift reference. Yeah, I'm making okay. a T-Swifty. Yeah, I'm, I'm... I mean, I think... In the movie, it was more just like, yeah. let everything go. And Number I guess that's Taylor Swift's thing. 14, the most important rule. Always bring a change of underwear. Yeah. I, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot fold that rule. Yeah. <laughs> 15, bowling ball. That'll work. Yeah. 16, opportunity knocks. Yes, it does. Yes. With 406, apparently. Yes. So she becomes trying to bite into that curtain, which is a creepy scene. That yeah, I liked how it was how they did it because yeah, like she's breathing and you see it like like, into her mouth. Did you ever see the movie Frighteners? No. Okay. Um, There's a whole scene in that where like a ghost is coming through like the paint on the wall. Okay, that'd be creepy as fuck. Oh gosh. Sorry, it reminded me of that. Okay. <laughs> but Peter Jackson film. Oh, there we go. Michael J. Fox. Oh. All right. Number 17, don't be a hero. Change to be a hero. I would say, like... Go with the first one. Don't be a hero. Eh. 
It's because I think if you are trying to be a hero, you put yourself in more danger. So it, if you're, if I were talking with Max Brooks, it would be like, yeah, don't be a hero. But if I'm talking making a movie, <laughs> and like you want to, or have saving it, Caitlin, saving my lady love, or Emma Stone, I'd, I'd do that. Yeah, <laughs> in a heartbeat. But <laughs> um, all right, rule number night eighteen: limber up. Obviously, oh yeah, don't want to pull a hammy doing this. You definitely don't. You got to do your stretches. Got a groin pull, and you're like, oh, <laughs> ah. oh my uh, groin. Number nineteen: break it up. Break it up. I can't remember that. Some of these are also... I mean, this is from uh, promotional videos they had for extra rules. Oh, okay, because I'm like... Yeah. Some of these I'm like... Mm. Rule number 20. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Unless it's a sprint, then sprint. Yes. So... <laughs> this is a great rule. Number 21. Avoid strip clubs. It's a good rule in life. I think that... I saw that one where yeah. it was just like a bunch of strippers eating yeah. people. It's a good rule in life, too, people. Yeah, it's not not the best. Uh, number 22, when in doubt, know your way out. Mm-hmm. Have an exit plan. Yep. 24, use your thumbs. 25, shoot first. I mean, unless it's Bill Murray. That's where we have that issue. Yeah, that, that he shot first, problem. Bill Murray died. <laughs> well, he was playing a prank on them. True, and it was <laughs> hilarious when he shot him, because you didn't see that coming either. <laughs> It was a... Especially when he died for so long. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, I'm not gone yet. (laughs) It's like the whole... In, like, Deadpool 2, he's trying to die. He's just like, oh, I think I see the light. No, 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 not yet. (laughs) Rule number 26. A little sunscreen never hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't need skin cancer while we're here killing zombies. Mm -hmm. Rule number 27. Incoming. Yeah. 28. Double knot your shoes. Yeah. That's you, you don't want to have a, a shoe lace issue. Number 29. The buddy system. Probably goes with the other rule of... Get a kick-ass partner. Kick-ass partner, but also avoid bathrooms. Yeah. Have a buddy... Ready to knock on the door. And don't call him a battle buddy. No, call me bathroom buddy. <laughs> bathroom buddy. But, yeah. They, someone when you are pooping on the sheets, have a bathroom buddy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 20. How or, many of these are there? <laughs> there's 49. They, but Jesus, we're not reading no, no. all, no. all 49. Because there's some they haven't listed yet that are still unknown to people. Oh, uh, we're almost there. Number 30. Pack your stain stick. No idea what that is. Yeah, I don't know. 31 is a good rule. Check the back seat. Yeah, probably a good idea. Yeah. 32, enjoy the little things, like a Twinkie. <laughs> 33, Swiss Army Knife. It's practical. Leatherman, Swiss Army Knife. Uh, Gerber. Gerber, yeah. I mean, I, I normally, uh, I, I do subscribe to the everyday carry philosophy, so generally I always have I like a pocket knife. Or... did until I started working at the airport. No, I had the yeah. same problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a Swiss Army Knife. Yeah, yeah, I had to... Uh, Check my pockets and make sure, like, I yeah. left it in my cup holder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rule number 34, clean socks. I think it goes with the underwear rule. Yeah. Which is also, 48 goes with this rule. Hygiene. Yeah. And the last rule that we know of, always have backup. 
goes with the bathroom buddy thing. Yes. We did get another rule um, in... We got a couple more rules in the second and sequel. I have not seen the sequel, yeah. so... Like Ziploc baggies. Yeah, they probably come in handy. Yeah. So, before we um, jump on the Ferris wheel and and look at the zombie apocalypse scene from far away, Adam, what was your favorite kill? The piano one. Okay. Okay. I think that was pretty funny. Alright. <laughs> I Okay, I can see that it, one. It took a lot of setup. Oh, it took a lot of setup, yes. But the payoff was great. It was Zombie Kill the Week. Yep. Alright, fair enough. I would have to say one of my favorite zombie kills. The Bill Murray kill, you know, it's not a zombie kill. Mm. Hilarious. Um, I would also say the uh, when they're writing the Tower of Terror ride that bounces mm-hmm. up and down and they shoot as they come down and bounces back up and you see zombies flying back up in the air with them. That was one of my favorite parts. Okay. All right. Adam, before we uh, dive out of this episode, it's time to talk about hot takes. going to say this week. Adam, hot takes. What is something that might be a hot take when it comes to this film? Um, do you think, uh, I guess, is the formula played out? Like, I know there's kind of a rumor going around that a possible third one is in development. Um, but do you think the formula is kind of played out is kind of my thing? Because the whole, like, narrator, the rules, the that sort of whimsical stuff. Because um, I even think, like, <clears throat> we've, we've talked about, like, I mean, we talked about Renfield, and I think Renfield was even, like, heavily influenced by this. Oh, yeah. Do you think, like, it's kind of... It might be played out, like, this formula? I don't know. Um... It can be. Um, I mean, I think... And it kind of plays on my hot take with this, is I think waiting 10 years for this <clears throat> sequel mm-hmm. was a little excessive. So I, it, the second one was good. I enjoyed the second one. Obviously not as good as the first one. It's hard to ever replicate the same success. Hmm. Um, I like what they did with the second one, but I I really think they should have made a second one within a couple years. Hmm. Um, that's kind of my hot take, and I think because of that long lapse of time, it's harder and harder to see these actors in these roles as they age out. Hmm. Um, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg's in his 40s now. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, um... Abigail Breslin is obviously still pretty young. She's in her late 20s, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so crazy to think, like, we saw her when she was, like... Six, seven. Six or seven. <laughs> yeah. But then it's just like, oh, how much time is this zombie apocalypse going to take? Like, mm-hmm. at a certain point, is there not any more flesh for these zombies to eat? And <clears throat> Yeah. It's the end game. That's just my kind of top take okay. on that. Yeah. I just um, did kind of like, yeah, I was just... My hot take was just, like, you've seen a lot of films that were inspired by this and 
chose like the same the same beats, the same formula, the same kind of writing style, the same humor. Yeah. And it's kind of like, is it done now? And I don't know. Might be. Um, yeah, I, it could be. I mean, you look at the writer of this, though. So I was just pulling up the writer. His name is uh, Rhett Reese. It makes sense what we've watched and what we've seen and what he's written. Uh, so he's written some zombie movies. He wrote Deadpool 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. He's written Deadpool 3. He's written Twisted Metal, which we just talked about. Yes. Um, he wrote Monsters, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's an e-break turn at that Yeah. Uh, he wrote Clifford's really big red movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this little... Uh, oh, it's like, I guess, Joss Whedon technically wrote... Toy Story. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, I guess people get work where they can. Yeah, that's very true. Um, you know, and I think my other big hot take on this would be I, I really, really wish that we had maybe just some more fun cameos when we were in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like, it been, not that we need it, but it would have been really funny as they're driving through Hollywood. Oh, this is where Sobo-So lives. And it's like a zombie find Chris Rock just trying to get out of his own his own compound. Zombie Just as you drive by, like, ha-ha. And then just, don't <laughs> yeah. even touch it again, just move on. Yeah, that could be It had been kind of fun. I understand why, obviously, this is... Uh, this wasn't a, expected to be as huge of his was, I think, obviously, with the zombie film and kind of a niche market. Yeah. Um, Adam, do you have any other hot takes for us today? Nah. Nah. That was pretty much it. All just right. kind of... Works for me. All right, folks. Well, it's time to talk about our Geek Wreck of the Week. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? Mr. Adam, what are you recommending to our listeners this week? Uh, It's hard because I I don't, uh, like, I haven't been venturing out so far into new content so much, but uh, I'll always recommend... uh, the series Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. It's a kind of little, uh, kind of shorts, like 10-minute shorts or whatever. Um, I think David Fincher produces it, and I think one of the guys from Deadpool is a producer on it as well. Um, just a lot of, like, interesting, like, compartmentalized stories some of them carry on some of them don't but interesting to watch so yeah go go nuts on that all one. right <laughs> what about you matt um so i kind of talked about it when we before we recorded um i just started re-watching season two of halo hmm. um i highly recommend it um it's... he takes his helmet off Okay, well, he can't be the Mandalorian, so it'd be the Mandalorian ripoff if we kept his helmet on. But how is it that the Mandalorian works completely fine where he doesn't take his helmet off? Different franchise. And it, it, I, I, I will argue that this series is more of a... I mean, it's t- it takes place in a different universe. It's entirely different canon. It's... Um, it's got the same mythology, some of the same lore, but they're also trying to do something new where they don't have to rehash the video game canon like video game series have had to in the past, such as Last of Us, which was done well. Um, I guess that's a question, like, because I know the new one's coming out next year? 
this year? They're filming it now. They're starting to film. Okay. How are they going to handle the big, the big? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they like, have to. They have to because if they don't do it, I, they're going to have some pissed off fans. Or do you think people are going to be more pissed off if they handle it that way? No, I think or, they have to handle it that way. Okay. Because, I mean, I don't see a season three because there isn't... I mean, then you have to go entirely new source material. You have to, re, you have to make yeah. it up as you go. Um, but, I mean, I'll say for Halo this season, the first... I'm mean, only two episodes in. Um, really like that it picks up and it's starting a new story. We're not rehashing some of the old story. And that means what happened in season one. We're talking about it. We're moving on. The War of the Covenant's continuing. They're getting new tactics. Um, seeing Master Chief fight the Covenant with just a a pistol and a small knife while they have all their swords and energy swords and cloaking was a lot of fun to watch from a third person point of view. Um, and I just, we're enjoy, I'm enjoying it because you're adding a little bit more of that human drama to the Master Chief story. And some of it has been done with the helmet on and done a really good job of showing him with emotion in the suit with the helmet on. Some of it's good to see him questioning why he is the way he is and his unit is the way it is and why can't they have some more... uh, Why are they so... I wouldn't say revered. Well, they're revered, obviously, amongst, amongst the USNC. But at the same time, they're not giving... He's not giving the latitude to do things he needs to do to be successful in his missions hmm. at this point. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's been, a, it's been a fun couple episodes, and I look forward to seeing how the rest of the season finishes. Okay. I just wish we didn't have two years between, because there's so much covering for season one. That's like, wait, what? What happened again? I need to back it up a little bit. Hmm. All right. Hard pass for That's me. Okay. <laughs> as a As a huge Halo fan... He went off the critics. No, I just go off of I know Halo. <laughs> this isn't Halo. All right, folks. Well, this wraps up our episode of Have a Drink Some Geeks. We uh, we thank you guys for listening, uh, tuning in this week as we talked about Zombieland. Um, but make sure you give us a like, a subscribe, a comment, a follow, all that good stuff. A recommendation at Geek Drink Pot. So yeah, um, tell your friends, let everybody know what's going on. Make sure you follow on all the social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. Yes. All right, folks. You have a great geek week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.